Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tong. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. And I'm your host, Peter Tong. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And today I am delighted to welcome to the show Dr. Rita Louise, who has tremendous amount of experience in a whole variety of intuitive arts, including medical intuition and helping others to learn how to work with their intuition. So Dr. Rita, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Peter. It's wonderful being here with you. Well, let's get, get right on to, uh, down to it. And, and uh, I know one of your uh, areas of great interest is medical intuition. But before we start that, let's just give, it, give me a little bit of background as to how all this uh, developed for you. Okay. Um, I mean, my story is kind of interesting because many people that work on intuitive levels have had near-death experiences or something to that effect that opened them up. For me, this was a goal since I was about 12 years old. There were several TV shows um, that played when I was about 12 where the people on the show had ESP. And I wanted to have ESP because you could, like, know stuff and see <laughs> ghosts and, and, and view apparitions. And I was like, that would be so cool to do. <laughs> At the age of 12. Yeah, 12. And um, I grew up near Woodstock, New York, and so was there was information out there. And so I started reading uh, books. I, I mean, I started reading anything that I could get my hands on at being 12 years old. And one of the things that I discovered was that if you became enlightened, you know, according to Buddhist philosophy or Hindu philosophy, then you would get psychic abilities, you know, as a byproduct. And so I decided that I was going to become enlightened. And so I started reading and reading and reading and studied astrology and studied numerology and figured out that, like, if I could read the tarot, then I surely would have to be psychic. And none of that worked. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, I found the Berkeley Psychic Institute and started studying with them. And what I realized after being in their year-long program for three weeks was that I had been extremely psychic my whole life, and no one ever connected the, the dots for me. And so since that time, um, 
I have I have a degree as a naturopathic physician, so I work with people on alternative health levels, and a PhD in natural health counseling, where the focus of my degree was how people's thoughts and emotions impact their health. And so I package all of this information and skills together and help people really understand what is underlying their health and their health concerns. I really want to talk to you uh, later in the show about the that whole concept of intuition and, and, and psychic ability and not realizing that you already had it. But let's talk about the, uh, the medical intuition first of all. How did you get involved in that particular aspect of, of awareness? <laughs> uh, yet another funny story. I, uh, when I finished at Berkeley, I moved to Washington State and started doing readings and doing energy healing on uh, clients. And one of the things that I would always find would be their health issues. You know, was it, did you have a hysterectomy or cesarean? Because I would see a tear in their auric field. Um, just stuff. I mean, I would just find stuff and make commentary about it. And the first question people would ask me was, what can I do about it? Which is what caused me to go back to school to get my naturopath degree. Now, one of the things that I want to share with your listeners um, who are looking to work with the medical intuitive, medical intuition by definition is a diagnostic tool. It's like going and getting an x-ray or an MRI. And so the x-ray technician isn't your doctor. And so they're just the person that facilitates the action being done. And so any the doctor is the person who would prescribe medication or make any recommendations as to your health. And so medical intuition is really a diagnostic tool. And, and a lot of people have the misconception that if I go to a medical intuitive, they should be able to fix me. And, you know, someone like myself who has a lot of holistic experience and background, yeah, they can give you some pointers, but that's not really what medical intuition is. So it's about assessment. Right, so the real medical intuitive is really just seeing what the the situation is in in this moment, and isn't necessarily giving you uh, techniques and, and tools to solve it. Correct. So, so just tell us how how does how does medical intuition actually work? What 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 do you see? What do you know? How does it? How do you get the information? Let's say. Like any intuitive gift, we all have different ways that. We receive information. For me, I tend to be a very visual person and a very tactile person, a very kinesthetic person. And so when I'm working with someone, so let's say they're complaining about some kind of digestive disorder, and I will literally look, you know, with my intuitive vision in their body, at their stomach, at their liver, at their gallbladder, and identify what I see going on. Um, you know, so perhaps I'll look at their liver and see that there's bile backed up in it or their gallbladder seems under-energized. And so I will make that commentary to the person or they might actually have an ulcer and I will see that there is this irritation going on in their stomach. And so I give very concrete information about what's going on on a functional level. So earlier when you mentioned seeing the tear in the auric field, so you're seeing you're seeing at levels, energetic levels, and actual physical levels as well. Correct. And one of the things that I feel that I bring to the table uh, during a session is that I also help them to identify 
what the psycho-spiritual, what the mental or emotional part of their health concern is. And so I might be working with someone and I see that their gallbladder is under-energized, as an example. And in Chinese medicine, I like using Chinese medicine as kind of a starting point. When talking about organs, it has to do with planning. It has to do with our ability to plan and or follow through with our plans. And so I might see an under-energized gallbladder, and then I'll ask, well, what part of their planning, their ability to plan is lacking? And so I will open myself on an intuitive level to receive whatever that message is and communicate that to my client as well. So there's, there's this connection then between the actual physical illness and all sorts of other aspects of that person's um, being which has brought them to this place. Correct. And I'm sure your listeners have heard of the subtle bodies, the causal body, the mental body, the astral or emotional body, and the etheric body. And so when you're talking about disease, or at least from my perspective, it actually starts as on the outside. It actually will start out as a belief that creates an emotional reaction that actually sets up this pattern in your etheric body that will finally break through into the physical body. You know, and I, I go into a lot of detail as to how this whole process works and happens in my book, of Avoiding the Cosmic 2 by 4 But basically, 85 to 90% of all illness on the planet, there is some psycho-spiritual basis for the manifestation of that illness. So it doesn't you- just pop into the body. So could you give us, talk us through an example of that? Sure. Um, and, I, uh, and so, oh, I had a client who had uh, a thyroid disorder. Uh, she had, uh, anyway, I, I, can't think it, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head, but she had a thyroid disorder. I'm not a medical doctor, so I don't necessarily have all the scientific words to <laughs> put to what I'm seeing. Anyway... And so when I, and you had to understand this woman was very outspoken, you know, if you crossed her, she would get in your face and let you know. But she had this issue, and when I looked at what was going on, she was holding on to all of this communication energy or information from her husband. And it turns out, you know, and I made that communication to her that, you know, I felt like she was holding on to all this information and was did not want to communicate her truth to him. And it turned out that she thought he was having an affair, but she didn't want to say anything. And, you know, this whole very paint-in-place issue going on that I kind (laughs) of stepped right in the middle of. Um, And she chose not to say something to him because she had the belief, if I confront him, he will leave. And her fear of losing him kept her from communicating and the lack of communication caused the energy of that fear you know and of what was going on to build up and build up and build up until it finally broke through as a thyroid disorder so it's it's the it's again back to the uh relationships and and life circumstances and that just begins a sort of a precipitation into the physical oh very much so And there are a lot of people that will make the comment, you know, if something 
if you get sick, you know, experience some kind of disease, you know, think back six months or, you know, a couple of years to what was going on because that's what it is. And I'd like to share my reality with the listeners. Usually what I see in people goes back 20, 30, 40, 50 years, depending on how old you are. Many times they are things that have happened, just little beliefs that we accumulate in childhood. And they just get reinforced and reinforced and reinforced over time. And so when I'm working with someone, I can look at, you know, their body's functioning on that level, normal. And then there will be like a, a large bleep on the screen. And I'll go, okay, when you were eight, you know, something happened. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, my parents got divorced. I mean, usually they're very, it's very easy for my clients to recognize that there was a big issue that happened at that time in their life. So, Dr. Rita, we're actually coming up to our first break now, so we'll continue with this fascinating discussion afterwards. This is Peter Tung. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. I have with me today Dr. Rita Louise, a medical intuitive and before the, the break, we were talking about the way in which our beliefs and our 
lives lead us to crystallize from the energetic thought form into an actual disease. And uh, perhaps we could chat, uh, Dr. Rita, about a couple of situations that are significant in the world today, one of, it, one of which uh, is diabetes, which seems to be becoming a really, really significant illness for people. What's your, what's your experience of diabetes? And if I was going to put the concept of diabetes into a phrase, and I will break this down, it's really about our inability to receive, you know, or it has something to do with our ability to receive. If you think about it, diabetes is an issue of um, insulin that is produced by the pancreas. And so the pancreas in Chinese medicine, the, the phrase they use is the, the sweetness in life. You know, being able to experience the sweetness in life. And when I work with somebody that has diabetes, many times they, they're great givers, but they can't receive. And so there's no inflow of energy into their body, into their system, and it's almost like they can't give their bodies the sweetness anymore. I mean, because that's what the insulin does. It helps metabolize sugar into the cells. And they can't give themselves that sweetness. And it's kind of sad <laughs> when you think about it. Um, one of the other little pieces I want to add, there are a lot of people that have the belief that diabetes, you know, it's genetic. You know, it runs in a family. However, and I, I can't, you know, say that this is a proven fact or anything like that. But what I believe is that many times there is a belief that's held in a family that is carried on that it's a whole family that's not able to receive or have issues around the giving and receiving process that will often manifest diabetes in their lives. Now, this, this is really interesting because in the work that I do, um, people, we often talk about genetic predispositions. But what I'm realizing, as you've just said, is that in all sorts of different uh, illness situations in families, there's a family dynamic that leads the person to this situation as a result of a whole belief system around the family. So this is another example of that, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I like to use the gallbladder you know, as an example in that uh, line of conversation, because many times, you know, someone that has gallbladder disease or, you know, well, I had my gallbladder removed and my mother had her gallbladder removed and my sister had hers removed and my uncle too. And I'll just look at them and say, and I bet you guys can't plan your way out of paper bags at all. And that, you know, they just kind of look a little shocked because they know it's true. <laughs> yeah. So the gallbladder is just is, is connected to planning your way right. out of situations. Oh, but, it's, but sometimes people are really good planners. They're excellent planners, but they're unable to manifest their plan. So if you have children, everyone has experienced this. You plan to go to the movies and dinner with your spouse. And at the last minute, your child gets sick and your plans get foiled. Right. And so some people, so it might be that, your planning ability works, but you're not able to execute the plan. Or you feel guilty and you choose not to execute your plan. And that can create issues in the gallbladder as well. So it's not just about being able to plan, but it's about that whole dynamic of planning. 
I'm chuckling here, uh, Dr. Reitz, because when I, when I was in my last school job, um, we lived on campus, so it was a boarding school. And I remember there was a period in time when we were there where there were a whole bunch of teachers uh, in the school who had gallbladder operations in a very close connection. So I guess there was something rough with the uh, whole planning system in the school there. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> well, certainly carrying that same vibration. Let's let's uh, let's move on and, and chat a little bit about another real concern in the world today, and that's around uh, mental illness and mental disorders. Well, this is going to kind of you know, mental disorders, in my opinion, are not a physical manifestation of a disease. Um, usually, there's something else going on, and I'm going to give you some examples. Like ADD, you know, or ADHD. I mean, that's a big buzzword these days. And when I work with someone that has one of those, you know, either ADD or ADHD, um, there are two different possible things that are going on. One, and I know that your listeners are familiar with the concept of chakras. One is that the person has an issue of the sixth chakra. So that's the third eye. And it is over-processing information, and it just is buzzing and buzzing and buzzing and going. In addition, at the same time, they also have an issue of the first chakra, which is at the base of the spine, and they're not able to ground. And probably they're not being able to ground is what powers their sixth chakra into this ongoing cycle of thought and movement and processing, and they can't stop. I mean, they, they literally cannot relax because they cannot ground their body to let that thought press process die or or be released and it just you know is going around in their head over and over and over and over and over and many times they feel if I act on it it will go away as opposed to if I ground my body it will go away so that's one piece there's another group of people that are diagnosed with ADA, ADA or ADD or ADHD, where, and I hope this doesn't sound too much out in left field, but this is what I've seen, is that they have what are called an attached entities. These are people who have died, who have not moved into the light, who have attached themselves, meaning they have entered the individual's auric field, and are living vicariously through the person. And so it is the entity who is getting them to do things. Hey, maybe you left the stove on. Hey, da-da-da-da. Hey, da-da-da. And they kind of drive them crazy. And what happens is the person assumes it's them because the entity is in their auric field. And when things are in our auric field, we assume it's us. It's our space. And... They're in our space, and that's why I call them attached entities because I don't like them real well because they violate our space. Ghosts don't violate our space. They might be in the house, but they're not in our auric field. Now, this is, this is, inter- and this, this is not out in left field for me, Dr. Reed, because I've uh, worked with some uh, en- entities that you're, you're describing uh, with with people and and one of the things that people need to know um, from my experience is around addictions where let's say someone is is uh, an alcoholic and, and, and addicted to alcohol and now they're trying to release that addiction uh, and in fact 
it may well be the attached entity that is preventing the addiction from being released because the entity is also addicted to alcohol. So, uh, so to release the entity then obviously creates the opportunity for the person to heal from that process. So I, I do understand what you're saying. Oh, excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there is drug and alcohol addiction, but I've had um, people who have had sex addictions, entity. I actually had a young man who had an entity who was attached to him via his addiction to the computer, and he would get this young man to go on conspiracy theory sites and just really activated his paranoia. That's what this entity fed off of was this young man's paranoia. So how do you deal with those entities? I mean, one of the things that I do and the first thing that I work with my clients on is teaching them how to move the entity out of their space. I mean, working with an attached entity can be a little bit difficult, especially by yourself, because when the entity is in your space, you just think it's you. You know, I'm in a bad mood. I feel like going on this website. You know, it's hard to separate. And so I always recommend that they either work with a professional like yourself or myself or that they at least get a friend to help remind them that the entity is in their space. Because if the person is fixated on the computer or in that, you know, addictive drug or alcohol place, once their awareness is raised that the entity is in their space, usually you can move them out. I mean, it's not hard to move them out. And getting them out of the auric field allows you to take your body back over and gives you clarity. My experience has been the most important thing is the person themselves acknowledging that this is true and then taking full responsibility themselves for them for their own energy body and their own system and releasing that energy so it becomes an empowered situation rather than you doing it for them. Well, yeah, I mean, they have to be in agreement because the entity won't go because there's an agreement between the individual and the entity. What many people don't recognize is that they've invited them in. The entity does not take up residence without an invite. And at some point in time in our lives or, you know, the affected person's life, they invited the entity in and there is some kind of an agreement. And so if the person's not in agreement to letting them go, they're not going to go. They might walk down the block, you know, or go off into the astral for a while, but it's just a matter of time before they come and try to influence the individual again. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. This is a great discussion and it is out there for people, but as we have both had uh, significant experience and beautiful uh, releases take place, it can really free people up in their lives from a situation they really can't understand uh, what is going on. So I really appreciate uh, opening up this this discussion um, around entities and and mental uh, struggles that people have. Uh, We're coming up to our second break, uh, uh, Dr. Ritas, but I would like uh, just to hear some final comments upon uh, the other areas of mental illness perhaps that are being influenced in, in different ways. So this is uh, Peter Tung coming up to our second break in Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation.
find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Go inside the world of PR with PR Insider, hosted by public relations expert Maureen Kettis. Maureen will speak to the world's highest profile PR pros from the fields of marketing, advertising, and sales. And PR Insider will feature renowned members of the media as special guests. Maureen will give you a VIP access pass, including tips and tricks to take your business to the next level. PR Insider with Maureen Kettis, sponsored by Cision, us.cision.com. Listen every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Network. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN. TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. just want to remind you of our sponsors for the show www.myheartcenteredjourney.com Wonderful information in terms of helping people come together on their heart-centered journeys and, and work together with this. And every two weeks we do an Ambassadors of Light class on a Thursday evening, uh, 5.30 West Coast time. And the next class will be March 31st where I will be reporting back about all of the experience that we had in the sacred sites in the UK and piecing together the puzzle of the landscape architecture and landscape zodiacs. So, And you can get a free monthly membership to the Ambassadors of Light class uh, to see if you uh, want to be part of that uh, process. So please go to www.myheartcenteredjourney.com for all of the different uh, bits of information around our heart-centered journeys. I have with me today Dr. Rita Louise, who's giving us an incredibly powerful insight into some of the issues that we are dealing with uh, in the world today. And I just wanted you to give you the chance, Dr. Rita, because before the break we talked uh, specifically about ADD and ADHD, and I just wanted to know if there were any other mental disorders you wish to comment upon. 
Um, one of the other ones, and it kind of stays in the same vein, is um, schizophrenia, or it could be, well, delusions. I mean, when people sit there and say, oh, well, you know, these people are telling me this, or I see this, um, you know, usually there is some kind of an entity associated with it. And actually, schizophrenia is a very interesting disorder because it's it's kind of a two-part disorder. Typically, a person that has schizophrenia has a chakra that has blown out. What I mean by that is that the chakras are supposed to open and close as we process information from the wor world around us. Someone that has schizophrenia has one or more chakra that is opened a hundred or more percent. I mean, so it's wide open. And now they are unable to filter information from the world around them. And so I believe, and it sounds like you believe, Peter, that there are spirits that are around. I, you know, I want to say walk the earth, but that, you know, if you use your intuitive vision, that you can see with them, you know, you can hear them, you can interact with them. Well, someone that's schizophrenic, you know, they have these wide open chakras that aren't filtering cognitive reality. And so they see these people. They hear these people. Now, I know they're there, and you know they're there, but, you know, those psychiatrist people, they kind of have an issue <laughs> if you're walking around saying you see these people walking around. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, one of the things is that they're not able to shut the chakra down, and so they're not able to interact in reality. You know, I mean, so that's what the issue is. And once the chakra is wide open... It invite you know, it's like they have an open doorway. And so they can get an attachment and more attachments until finally they can become literally overloaded with multiple entities that have attached to them through no fault of their own. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And do you have anything else on mental disorders you wanted to mention? No, but can I tell a quick story about the incredible power of attached entities? I had a woman come to me. And her issue was bulimia. Now, from a medical intuition point of view, I wasn't really sure what to do about that because it's not like it's an issue of your liver or a kidney. It was kind of a mental disorder, and I really didn't know what to do with it. And so I started asking her, well, you know, what do you eat? And she said, well, six Big Macs. And I'm a very thin person. I don't eat very much. And my jaw literally dropped, and I chuckled, and, and you know, more out of nervousness, I think. And I asked her, I go, well, was that with the fries and Cokes? And she goes, yeah. And I go, okay, so was that all day, you know, all week? She goes, oh, no, that was for lunch. And I'm like, okay, well, what about breakfast? Oh, a dozen eggs, a box of cereal. I mean, I was flabbergasted. I was literally flabbergasted with what she was telling me uh, and then I I'm kind of talking to her because I'm still not sure where I'm supposed to go with this session and she goes yeah somebody told me once I was possessed and then I stopped and I looked and there was this very hungry young man 17 18 19 years old that was standing behind her wanting her to eat and so we spent the rest of the section, session doing a releasement where I sent this young man into the light, and it was all good. 
I got a phone call from the woman two weeks later. And she said, we had that session and my eating habits have returned to normal and I've had no desire to go back to having the bulimic tendencies anymore. That's a, that's a phenomenal story and uh, it really makes the point clear, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's just uh, change tack a little bit. And, de- and just with all the experience you've had of all the different illnesses and diseases, you, diseases that you've seen manifested, what advice do you have for people to live a very healthy and empowered life? To me, um, and one of the points in my book, Avoiding the Cosmic 2 by 4 you know, and the whole title of the book is, when we experience physical disease, it's like we've received the 2 by 4 up the side of the head. And so the point of the book is so that we can avoid getting the two by four because if we experience physical disease it's our bodies trying to tell us that there's something wrong and there's something that has been wrong for a very very long time and now we really have to do something with it and so what I recommend to people is to start looking at where they're experiencing resistance in their life look at where they're experiencing pain you know so if there are things you're choosing not to do It's like, well, why are you choosing not to do that, especially if you want to? You know, because if you can resolve the issue before it actually breaks through into a physical disorder, then you don't have to have the disorder in the first place, period. Getting rid of it or having it unmanifest is to address what it is that you were not doing or should have been doing or whatever because the body will heal itself if given the right, you know, help and support. Absolutely, yeah. So th- when we're talking about empowering ourselves and, and, and becoming awake, which is what this show is all about, let's then shift from uh, health and, and, and wellness and shift into awakening. And, and what is it in terms of the awakening process uh, that you can help people in terms of developing that in- intuition? And, and I'd, love, I'd love to hear the story of your realization uh, that, that you thought you hadn't yet developed psychic awareness until you went to the uh, Institute and then realized that, in fact, you'd had psychic ability all the way through. So just tell us a bit about that. Okay. After that, during that third week of the program, um, there was a healing clinic. And so when you read at the healing clinic, there were usually – it was – for the beginners. And so there were like five or six of us that all had started around the same time. And so the most senior person sat in the center of a row of psychics and the client sat across from that center person and we all did a reading together for this one person. For some reason, this particular night, students who had completed this portion decided to show up to this healing clinic and also do readings. So instead of the five of us, there were 10 people. And so one of these, you know, I was only in the program for three weeks, so I was, one, I was the newest person. And so I was sitting all the way at the end of the line, you know, just sitting there not knowing what I'm doing because I've only been in the program for three weeks. And a woman came and her question or what she wanted healing around 
was her business. She owned a beauty salon and she was losing money and she was losing beautician. It was the kind where you rent out the space. And so it was very interesting because the really smart senior people were talking about her contract in this lifetime and past life agreements and all this stuff that made absolutely no, I mean, I understood it, but you know, it's not getting people to come to your business. You know, who cares? In my opinion. And, uh, and they're talking, and I just kept seeing this woman with long red hair kind of walk up to a workstation and take her purse and slam it down on the counter. And it just kept repeating and repeating and repeating in my head. And so they were done talking, and the woman who was facilitating it asked, well, is there anybody who wants to add anything? And so I raised my hand, and she said, well, Rita, you know, what do you want to add? And I started to talk. And one of the things that they required us to do was to do to read with your eyes closed. And I don't know if you've ever tried to talk with your eyes closed, but it's a learned skill, like chewing gum and walking. It's a learned skill. And so I closed my eyes and I asked the woman, um, did you have someone that worked for you with long red hair? And she said, yeah. And I said, and when she left, was she really angry? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, her anger energy is keeping people from coming into your establishment. Now, in my mind, I was like, eh, it wasn't anything that I hadn't done before, seen before, been before. It was just the most really kind of natural thing for me to do. And then I opened my eyes and the entire row of psychics were all leaned over in their chairs staring at me. And I realized that that was what it meant to be psychic we're actually coming up to our final break, so let's save this little second okay. part of the story till after this break. This okay. is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Can you define your talent in six words or less? Are you using your inner resource, intuition? Listening to Joyce Anderson of Conversations With Yourself will work your intuitive muscle to discover your divine skill. Each week, your host, Joyce Anderson, will give you practical exercises to jumpstart your intuition, to live in your talent. From sports to business to music to food, talent is everywhere. Join Joyce and her engaging guests to hear their how-to stories. Tune in to Conversations With Yourself, Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. And ignite your talent. 
the new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. I have with me today Dr. Rita Louise, who was just about to start a, a very interesting story related to the discovery of her real intuition. So, Rita, back to you. Okay. As I was started to say, um, about 15 years, 10, 15 years before I went to the Berkeley Psychic Institute, I worked as an electromech- electromechanical drafter designer person. And I was, I mean, I was 20, 21. I was young. And so the office next door to where my desk area was, it was a lab. And there was the manager of that department and his assistant, who was my friend, who is about my age. And so one day the manager didn't come into work. And, I mean, he and I really didn't talk. I mean, I thought he was kind of old at that time. (laughs) Anyway, um, but I would say hi to him. I mean, we were cordial to each other. I didn't, you know, whatever. And so he didn't come into work one day, which was very odd. And so the following day, he was at work, and I have to kind of lay the scene. He, um, he had that comb-over hair thing going on. And so I walk over, and he had this round Band-Aid on his head, which is how I could see it because he had the comb-over thing going on. And so in my kind of weird mind, I'm thinking, you know, he had a big zit there. It was kind of pussy. He didn't want people to look at it, so he put the Band-Aid up there. That's what I thought. That's going on in my head. And I literally went over to just say good morning to this man. And I stopped. I crossed my arms. I mean, I will never forget this. I crossed my arms. I looked at him and I said, well, where were you yesterday having them check for a brain tumor? And his face turned white. Every hair on my body stood on end. I started shaking. He walked out of the room. I went back to my desk and his assistant came and had a heart attack on me because that was where he was the day before. He was being checked for a brain tumor, and that's why he had the Band-Aid. Pretty shocking I, story. And I wrote it off. I didn't know that I just had like this totally profound psychic experience. I just thought it was a very strange coincidence. Right. And the more you delve into this, the more you realize that those coincidences are not coincidences and it's actually part of our, our path. So, so let's talk a little bit then about intuition and the different types or different ways in which people do get information and connect with people. Well, I mean, there are four primary ways that people receive information. So in the story that I just shared, I was having a clericonsciousness experience or a knowingness experience where I just received information via the seventh chakra. I like to joke around. I receive it via my seventh chakra. It comes out of my mouth. I usually put my foot in right after because <laughs> um, it, it, you, it is always true. 
what I have found is when we receive information on a knowing this level, it is always true because there's none of our judgment on it. It's not edited at all, unfortunately. <laughs> um, another way we receive information is on a clairvoyant level, which is on a visual level. So like when I'm working with my clients and I'm looking in their body and it's more of our imagination, I mean, we think, oh, well, it's my imagination, but it's your inner imagination, and people really need to start trusting what they're receiving. Another way we receive information is on an auditory level, um, where we ask a question and we get an answer, but the answer tends to be more on a inner voice level. Not Many people have the expectation that they're going to hear something like, Hey, Rita, go do this. And it doesn't work that way. You know, <laughs> they do. But I mean, that's the thing. People have an expectation of what the experience is. And it's, it's not the experience. The experience is so much more subtle. So much more subtle. For example, you get up in the morning and you look outside and it's a sunny day. And this little voice or whatever in your head says, well, maybe you should take a sweater. And you'll think, what do I need a sweater for? I'm not going to take that sweater. And you go to work and the temperature drops or you end up in a meeting and it's freezing. And you're thinking to yourself, God, I wish I brought that sweater. But what happened? You just had a psychic moment in the morning, but you didn't pay attention to it. And my feeling is, is Start paying attention. If you have a thought, if you have a feeling, honor it. Listen to it. Pay attention to it because that is the intuitive experience. And you've got one more to go, I think. Oh, oh three, and then four. there's the feeling part. Yeah, sorry. No, 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 <laughs> sorry. Got on a real roll there. Um, and then there's clairsentience. It's our ability to feel energy. So if you go into a room and you you, you know, you can feel someone's upset or you can feel someone's happy. Um, I like to give this example. You're driving down the road and you just get this feeling like somebody's looking at you. I mean, it's a definite feeling that someone's looking at you and you look in the car next to you and there's a little kid smiling at you and then they wave. But what just happened? You received their vibration into your space. You felt it. And by looking, you reacted to it. And, and so for people who want to develop these gifts, um, and, and all four of those you've described extremely well, uh, for people to start paying attention and acknowledging that these are real uh, psychic insights, how, how do you go about developing those, those gifts? And to me, it's, it's not about developing as much as paying attention. You know, so if you had the thought that, you should take the sweater in the morning. It doesn't matter that you didn't take the sweater. What is really important is that you acknowledge that you received the information that you got the sweater. I mean, that's what develops it. Um, one of the things is that a lot of people get in their, you know, they, they want to develop, they want to hear their guides, but they might not be really all auditory people. I'm not a particularly auditory person. And so hearing my guides, eh, not so much. Hearing dead people talk to me, don't happen. You know, <laughs> I can feel their emotional energy, 
but they don't particularly talk to me in that way. And so identifying, are you a feeling person? Are you a visual person? Are you an auditory person? Is the way that you are going to develop the easiest. And then as time goes on, the other gifts might open up for you as well. But trying to be auditory, if you're visual, may or may not work for you. Right. So, Dr. Reza, what have you got uh, up and coming in the next little while? Um, let's see. April 9th, I will be in Jefferson, Texas, the most haunted city in Texas at the History, Haunts, and Legends Conference, where I will be speaking on actually intuition and the importance of using a psychic during a paranormal investigation. Which is another part of your work. It is. Just spend a very just give us a very brief overview of how that works. I mean, basically, I am part of of a ghost hunting team, so like ghost hunters, except they don't use psychics on their show. And I am their psychic investigator, and I go into a location and do a reading of what I see going on in their in their house or business, um, whether there are ghost spirits or entities. Um, manifesting the location and providing information as to what's going on. Sounds interesting. <laughs> it's pretty fun. <laughs> and for anybody that wants to uh, connect with you, what, give us your website and also mention the, uh, the different books that you've written. Okay. Uh, my website is www.soulhealer.com. That's S-O-U-L-H-E-A-L-E-R.com. Um, I have three books that I've written. Um, the one, one of them that I talked about was Avoiding the Cosmic 2x4, which talks about subtle energy, subtle energy movement, and what causes it to become distorted and manifest disease. Um, also helps you to understand how to avoid the 2x4. Um, I also have a book called The Power Within, which is a very hands-on book. It's a book about energy medicine and how to use energy medicine to develop your intuition by using energy and your intuition. Uh, my third book is called Dark Angels, an insider's guide to ghost spirits and attached entities, and it talks about everything that goes bump in the night. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the things we've been talking about on the show today. Exactly. So uh, do you have a closing uh, comment you'd like to make uh, on, on this time of uh, awakening consciousness for our listeners? I think it's just important for everyone to recognize is that we're all intuitive. It is not a gift that you need to be born with. It is something that we all possess. It's part of our physical makeup and our humanness. It is part of our humanness. And once you start paying attention to what's going on inside of you, it's just a matter of time before your intuition will start to flow. Great. Well, Dr. Rita, I really, really appreciate that final comment and, and the time you've given us today. It's been a fascinating uh, interview with you, and I really appreciate your being with us today. So thank you so very much. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. So next week, uh, my guest on the show is Antoine Gigal, and Antoine is an Egyptologist who has the rare gift of actually being able to read hieroglyphs, and she has actually asked me to ask her a question so that she can actually do the interpretations of the hieroglyphs uh, to report back to us her findings on a specific aspect of, uh, of Egypt and uh, the pyramids and the obelisks and the hieroglyphs. So it will be an interesting show. 
I really hope you have enjoyed today's show and have a great week. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. We hope that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tung for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 